childhood is often seen as a time for play, where children are free to explore, make mistakes, learn, and grow. But unfortunately, this is not the case for all children. Black children, and particularly black girls, are often perceived as older and less innocent than their white counterparts. Hi, I'm Milton Allen Turner, and this week I'm discussing the dangers that black youth face as a result of adultification bias. Welcome to this week's episode of Worldview. Childhood is often seen as a time for play, where children are free to explore, make mistakes, learn, and grow. But unfortunately, this is not the case for all children. Black children are often perceived as older and less innocent than their white counterparts. As a result, they are often viewed as more threatening and are themselves at a greater risk of harm and abuse. This misperception is called adultification. Allison Ann Cook and Amy G. Helberstadt published the study Adultification, Anger Bias, and Adults' Different Perceptions of Black and White Children in the journal Cognition and Emotion in 2021. They reported that, quote, adultification, perceiving a child as older and more mature, and anger bias, perceiving anger where it does not exist, are two phenomena disproportionately imposed on black children compared to white children. The authors found that, quote, black children receiving increased consequences when adults perceive them as older and angry. Janice Kasamasari in the Forbes article, How the Identification Bias Contributes to Black Trauma, reported that, quote, when the adultification bias was examined, one study found that black girls as young as five years old were perceived as being less needing of protection and nurturing compared to their white counterparts. Research indicates that black boys are perceived as older and less innocent when compared to their white counterparts. Quote, black boys are seen as responsible for their actions at an age when white boys still benefit from the assumption that children are essentially innocent, shared Philip Atiba Goff, Ph.D., who authored a study examining this phenomena in more detail. Black girls are treated disparately compared to their white counterparts and are more likely to be seen as older while having to navigate the combined effects of racism and sexism. The adultification bias contributes to the continued harm and abuse that black youth face, not just at the hands of law enforcement, but also in the education system. When black women and girls are mistreated, harmed, and abused, it's less likely to be reported. The Say Her Name campaign 
co-founded by scholar Kimberly Crenshaw, was designed to bring greater awareness to this very issue. In the New York Times article, more than just tragic, Makia Bryant and the Burden of Black Girlhood, Alicia Hardisani Gupta pointed out that, quote, although black boys also face the same bias, that they are not children but adults, the experience of black girls has been and still is largely overlooked. According to the National Center on Violence Against Women in the black community, one in four black girls will be sexually assaulted by the age of 18. 40 to 60% of black women report to being subjected to coercive sexual contact by age 18. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, one in five black women are survivors of rape. And in the U.S., 38% of black women experience sexual violence other than rape during their lifetime. In the New York Times article, How Black Girls Are Treated as Adults by Alicia Hardisani Gupta, Dr. Jamelia Blake noted, when black girls are not seen as children, that's adultification bias. They're not seen as being innocent. They're not seen as needing nurturing. They're seen as more adult-like. And what it is, is dehumanization. In the same article, Dr. Monique Morris pointed out, quote, adultification bias is also age compression. This is a way to erase the normal adolescent behavior and development that we've come to associate with young people. And it heightens our propensity to respond to young people as if they're fully developed adults, referring to girls as women, not allowing them to make mistakes, and even how we define their responses to conditions. And the introduction to Girl Interrupted, the Erasure of Black Girls' Childhood, published in 2017 by the Initiative on Gender and Justice and Opportunity at the Georgetown Center on Poverty and Inequality, the author stated that, quote, given the dearth of existing research and the significance of adultification to understanding the experience of black girls, the Center on Poverty and Inequality and Professor Jamelia J. Blake of Texas A&M University conducted a precedent-setting study to measure this phenomenon. This groundbreaking study provides data for the first time revealing that adults surveyed view black girls as less innocent and more adult-like than white girls of the same age, especially between the ages of five and 14 years old. They later highlighted the fact that another important aspect of adultification for black girls 
lies in culturally rooted fantasies of black girls' sexualization. The commonly held stereotype of black girls as hypersexualized is defined by society's attribution of sex as a part of the, quote, natural role of black women and girls. Noting the long history of perceiving black women as hypersexualized, Monique W. Morris has observed that adultification results in applying these stereotypes to black girls. The authors concluded, quote, ultimately, adultification is a form of dehumanization, robbing black children of the very essence of what makes childhood distinct from all other de- developmental periods, its innocence. Adultification contributes to a false narrative that black youth's transgressions are intentional and malicious instead of the result of immature decision-making, a key characteristic of childhood. In essence, the adultification stereotype results in some black children not being afforded the opportunity to make mistakes and to learn, grow, and benefit from correction for youthful missteps to the same degree as white children. The author stressed that, quote, the significance of this result lies in the potential for adultification to act as a contributing cause of the demonstrated harsher treatment of black girls when compared to white girls of the same age. Simply put, if authorities in public systems view black girls as less innocent, less needing of protection, and generally more like adults, it appears likely that they would also view black girls as more culpable for their actions, and on that basis, punish them more harshly despite their status as children. This adultification may serve as a contributing cause of the disproportionality in school discipline outcomes, harsher treatment by law enforcement, and the differentiated exercise of discretion by officials across the spectrum of the juvenile justice system. The consequences of adultification bias are horrifically real. Taryn Finley, in the Huffington Post article, How the Adultification of Black Girls Allowed R. Kelly's Decades of Abuse, said, quote, It's been proven time and time again that people don't listen to black girls, not just anecdotally, but statistically. Society couples that adultification with over-sexualization and strips black girls of their agency early. By age five, black girls are seen as more adult than their white counterparts. This leads black girls to being among the most susceptible to sexual violence, second only to indigenous girls. 
as many as six in 10 black women report being subjected to coercive sexual contact before the age of 18, according to a report from Time's Up. The National Center for Violence Against Women in the Black Community also reports that 40% of sex trafficking survivors are black. Finley continued, when people treat black girls as adults, they're less likely to listen to black girls' accusations or look for them when they go missing. The cases of missing black girls often go ignored and underreported in the media. In 2020 alone, more than 70,000 black girls under 18 went missing. The number of black girls that are experiencing sexual violence is skyrocketing and continuing to, said Danny Ayer, CEO of Me Too International, to the Huffington Post. However, so few of these black girls actually reported and disclosed and shared this, even fewer go to the police and try to address the violation that's happened to them. And that's because of the internalization that happens when you're constantly telling a black girl that she is responsible when somebody violates her body, Ayers continued. That over-sexualization and the adultification impacts us as black girls. We take on the responsibility, and it's not ours to take on. And so therefore... We don't talk about it. We hide it. We feel ashamed. We feel powerless. The consequences of this silence and of our inaction are equally horrific. NPR's Sharon Pruitt Young in the 2021 report, tens of thousands of black women vanish each year this website tells their stories, noted that tens of thousands of black girls and women go missing every year. Last year, that figure was nearly 100,000, yet their cases hardly ever grab national headlines. Our Black Girls centers on the often untold stories of black girls and women who have gone missing or in some cases, were found dead under mysterious circumstances. Launched by journalist and activist Erica Marie Rivers in 2018, the Our Black Girls website is a one-woman show. Rivers spends her nights combing missing persons databases, archived news footage, old articles, and whatever and what and what other information she can find to piece together these stories. And she does it all after her day job. Pruitt Young went on to report that, quote, black girls and women go missing at high rates, but that isn't reflected in news coverage of missing persons cases. In 2020, of the, of the 268,884 girls and women who were reported missing, 90,333, 
or nearly 34% of them, were black, according to the National Crime Information Center. Meanwhile, black girls and women account for only about 15% of the U.S. female population, according to census data. In contrast, white girls and women, which includes those who identify as Hispanic, made up only 59% of the missing, while accounting for 75% of the overall female population. Unfortunately, the identification of black youth is not a new phenomenon. It has a very old and a very ugly history in the United States. Ashley Devon of Advocates for Children and Youth pointed out that this dehumanization dates back to slavery. Enslaved children were not perceived of as children and they were not given playtime. Instead, they were often forced to work as early as the ages of two or three years old and they would be punished for exhibiting the childlike behaviors that you would expect to see from other children. Dr. Jamila Blake and Rebecca Epstein followed up the Girl Interrupted report with a study involving focus groups with black women and girls ranging in age from 12 to more than 60 years old. In this study, published in 2019 under the title Listening to Black Women and Girls, Lived Experiences of Adultification Bias, the authors argued that we must develop and provide culturally competent, gender-responsive, and developmentally appropriate systems of support for black girls to ensure that we provide what all children deserve and need, the freedom to make mistakes, the safety and understanding of support, and a nurturing environment. The authors warned that, quote, data alone cannot change history. It is our collective responsibility to take action when research reveals unacceptable truth. The study's participants strongly felt that, quote, meaningful change requires action in addition to awareness. Becoming aware of the bias is an important first step, but what steps will follow? Now that we've heard our sisters' voices, what can we do to bring about change? Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show and that you found something in it to spark a deeper conversation leading to greater understanding. I'm Milton Allen Turner, and I invite you to join me again next week for more Worldviews.